The Open Nesters is a weekly podcast focusing on couples and individuals who are looking for new beginnings after their kids have left the nest. This week on the Open Nesters podcast with Moira Cormack. But going into the vagina and developing a relationship with pussy for women is revolutionary, radical, magical, and life-changing. It is how to be vibrant. It is how to be alive. And from that place, you attract. You know, the, the feminine magnetizes. So, you know, when you are alive in your own body, and your body is the energy flows through your body. You, you you walk down the street, whatever age you are, and people will turn and look at you. It was so exciting to find Moira Cormack in Scotland, in Edinburgh, and then have this incredible conversation about developing womanhood. She's just such a deep, beautiful expert, and she has these gorgeous rolling R's. So let's hear it from Moira Cormack. Welcome to the Open Nesters podcast, Moira Cormack. How are you today in Scotland, in Edinburgh, outside of Edinburgh? <laughs> Uh, we're absolutely fine here we started off with a lovely sunny day which is always the way to go in april (laughs) absolutely well you have not what i would say uh, a sunny superficial disposition you have a deep amazing way with what you're doing in the world with women with tantra with your own development, having a few daughters that I'd love you to start out talking about your singlehood as this open nester that we call it. And then we can go into all this beautiful professional and deep work you are doing. So tell us about your status of where you are, you know, and far as you, you know, your kids go and your mothering. That's let's start with that. Okay. Well, I loved mothering. <laughs> I absolutely loved it and I had a blast doing it. And I think there are so many people who fight their own lives and mothering at the same time and they can make it quite miserable for them. But I for themselves, but I went right in at the deep end. So I had twins, first of all. With a partner? I mean with was a partner, partner home was... raising you raising your twins with you? Yeah, I got pregnant on honeymoon. So I had honeymoon twins. So for my first wedding anniversary, I had two children, but wait for it. Because very soon after I was married, when I was just pregnant with the twins, we emigrated from London to Bombay. So my first, my pregnancy and the first year of having two babies, I lived in Bombay. Wow. <laughs> I know. So was that how you were exposed to some of the Tantra concepts, was living in India? No, no. But India was, I mean, it, 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 that is a 
that's a whole other conversation. Um, but, you know, my mother was the local health visitor here and she told everybody, my daughter's gone to India and she's pregnant with twins. My daughter's gone to India and she's pregnant with twins. No, I didn't. I didn't meet it until I was going through my divorce. And by then I had four children. So we flew back from India after two years out there. And then I immediately got pregnant again. I obviously got pregnant very, very easily. <laughs> and um, so I had three children, two and a half years between them. And you and had I, a joy of enjoying the mothering, no matter where I you were. I loved it. It was such a creative endeavor. It was so creative. Um, we sat on the sofa and we read stories and I would roll lining paper outside and let them jump in paint and run up and down. And um, I would strip them down to their nappies and we would all get down on our hands and knees and I would throw water on the floor for washing it. And then we would just splash around in all this water. Uh, I let my children paint the outside walls of the house. Play! Just play! <laughs> I wish we were together when we were mothering. My favorite stuff, some of my favorite stuff you're talking about. <laughs> it, it, it's this saying yes. It's this ability to say yes. Most children say no. That's their first word, no. They say no because their parents have said no. But if you're stingy with your no, and you actually stop and think, can I say yes? Or can I say, like, you know, when I didn't want them, when I wanted them to be safe on the roads and stay on the pavement, I said, when a car came, I would say, wall. And I had trained them all to jump back from the pavement and stand <laughs> like starfish against the wall. Uh, so, yeah, and of course, I, I had a... And how old are they now, Moira? The twins are 24 and Laura is 21 and Verity is 15. So you are almost what we would call an open nester, although the, the idea that you've loved mothering your kids and kids coming in and out. I want to go into how that you've been an example of a single mom and, a, and, and enriching your feminine journey for your daughters. I mean, that's an incredible thing for daughters. <laughs> four daughters is quite rare um it's storybook really isn't it it's pride and prejudice five daughters and um so yes it is very storybook um i think i had to get divorced in a sense because i remember being at home with them and I sort of felt that as I got longer and longer in the marriage that I was really walking a wall, a fence between my children and my, my partner who was, was angry. I don't think he was at all happy. And it expressed in anger. And one day a child put a hand on my shoulder and said, well done, mummy, well done. And I realized at that very moment that I could no longer protect them because they could see me. And that was my cue to leave because I had stayed as long as I could protect them. But the minute they could see me as a diminished person, it was no longer time for me to be there. 
and my father had just died and left me enough money to get away. And I think women need, when you've got four children, you need some money to get away. Um, so it was a long getting away and it was a very intense and painful getting away. It was three court cases and five, six, seven years. It was a long, it was a long process. And I was alchemized by the process. How's that alchemy showing up for you now, the way you feel right now in your body and with your daughters? I think that before I was, let's say mid forties, before that part of me needed validation from outside me. I had a very, very good friend who I loved and loved dearly, but she was a prop to me and I don't need any props anymore. I don't need any validation from anybody. I am just centered as me. And I don't know how you get that way exactly. I like to think of myself as a piece of sea glass and that life has rolled me up and down in its waves. And then I am something that's smooth and shiny and a piece of turquoise blue sea glass. And through all the sharp edges, you're rolled until you become something beautiful. And actually, the pain that you have come through, people don't see when they see me, but it makes you shine. What a beautiful metaphor, sea glass, when we feel, feel ourselves that way. And you have such a lilting tone of the way you told stories that no wonder you're doing all kinds of art and all kinds of other fairy tales, bringing in the wisdom that are so interesting that I'm not sure we'll get to in this interview. But let's talk about how, as a woman, and for the four daughters, you've modeled this kind of evolving divine feminine and and your own work with, with Tantra and women. So if we can make a little bit of that transition, first, really from your own personal feeling with your kids, because that really is what we do. We model instead of being martyrs. Yeah, the, the curious thing is that I have a feeling with children that they, you know, when they first left home, some of them were a little bit rebellious. You know, they had wanted to get away from home and they pushed to get away from home. And then the twins, but went off to different universities. And one said she was doing a project and she had to do it on somebody inspirational. And she wanted to do it on me. And she'd said, can I do it on my mother? And the other one came back after a year and said to me, everybody, everybody, there is this narrative with everybody that they hate their families. And, and I realized I don't want to join in that narrative. I don't want to be part of that. We have an amazing family. And, and so there are times when they realize that. But there are also times when they pull back hard and they have to, you know, children have to because they have to, they have to leave in order to come back. 
they have to go away into the world in order to appreciate. I actually and, think that's right. That's correct of ourselves. So it's almost like just we sometimes are a witness to our kids in a way that's closer than others. So allowing them to leave and and come back to a new version of themselves in order to integrate us again, it's just not a linear path. And it's it's not a linear path. It's not. And you know, they there are things they appreciate and and obviously I came through a very, very painful divorce. And they were all deeply affected by that. I was not able to hold four lives and my life entirely whole <laughs> through five years. You know, it was too much for any human yes. really. So you're oh, we're always in the process of healing. And I think it's part of what you teach as well. Yes. My gift, in a sense, is to see. And I see patterns very clearly. I see patterns in people. I see patterns in the world. And we, we have patterns inside us. So all of us are imprinted with patterns before we are seven years old, probably before we are three years old. And it is a mix of what I call alchemy, because I'm a witch. And it could be you could think about it scientifically. You could say, well, you know, this person's got ABC and this person's got LMN. And when they come together, they make XYZ. And so the pattern is XYZ. Or you could just see it as alchemy. So we are conditioned by our parents' expectations and all the subtle things that they are um, that, 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 you know, that they don't even know they're giving you. You know, they think they're giving you one thing and they're really giving you what's underneath. So we are imprinted with these patterns and we repeat them almost every seven years. So we know the expression, we marry our parents. We look for friends and people who are like our parents. We're called to heal those pieces. So if you imagine you have nerve endings in your body as you live you consistently press the same nerve endings and they get more and more painful for us and we we want to change it we desperately want to change it but there are truths there we cannot really do it alone we need somebody to be able to see and to be able to hold that space for us we need long enough because seeing it alone doesn't change it, because it's the mind that sees it, and the pattern is in the body. Right, I couldn't so, wait to get to the somatic pieces, and then we could talk about that, So, and, and sexuality, yeah. and all, all those things that you're seeing with your clients, and especially what I'd love you to discuss, is even if it's at this age, that we are as women, after we've raised our kids, like, what are you seeing? I mean, we have a we have an old-fashioned idea. We have a societal idea that is quite powerful. That is that we reach a certain age and our sexuality goes. And you know, you reach menopause and you no longer want sex. And these are myths, but they are very powerful myths. 
they are really powerful myths and they're not true <laughs> they're not true the vagina does not age <laughs> no if anything it, it has such beautiful evolution what i keep discovering it's amazing it is really amazing however we also store a lot of trauma in our vaginas so things like de-armoring um I don't know if that is no, too radical. Yeah, let's talk audience. about de-armoring. Let's talk about that. I don't know anything about that. Would love okay. to hear. <laughs> no, we have we have energy circles, almost like acupuncture pressure points in our vaginas. So we can go in and we can release trauma from our vaginas. We can go into the, the whole body, really, and release trauma without telling the story from the mind. We can just simply release it by going into the body and holding the nervous system. And so we can change patterns. But going into the vagina and developing a relationship with pussy for women is revolutionary, radical, magical, and life-changing. Yes. It is how to be vibrant it is how to be alive and from that place you attract you know the the feminine magnetizes so you know when you are alive in your own body and your body is the energy flows through your body you you, you walk down the street whatever age you are and people will turn and look at you because so many of us are numb. We've numbed ourselves in order not to feel. But once you start releasing that numbness from the body, so you have between your throat where you speak and your vagina, you have your whole body. And you can imagine that you have pathways, roads and tunnels running up there. And the roads, you want to be free flowing, but you, ha you have to go through these tunnels where there's stuck energy. And um, so what I help women do is release that stuck energy. I help men too, actually. And then you just let it flow round and through your body, release that energy, and it releases your orgasmic potential. Can you give us some of those starting points like that you would have people start tuning into? If they're listening. The simplest is a felt sense meditation. And I do give one away free when you join my mailing list. So if you want to exchange an email for a felt sense meditation, I do that. And it is the most basic listening to the body. If you like this episode, you'll also love other episodes on our website under the listen tab. Scroll down to our soulful and spiritual category. Because the method is this idea that we are the sensations that we feel. We are not the story about them. We right? are not the story about them, felt, yeah. but we have created a story. So let's give an example to make it real. So say you were very clever. You were a very clever child. You came top of your class, but it was never good enough. It was never good enough for your parents. So you would get your great result at school, 
and you would be seven years old and you would walk home clutching your grade and you knew that you got 92%, but the 8% is what your parents would point at. And in the pit of your stomach, you start to get this sinking feeling. You start to get this sinking feeling in your stomach and you go in and it's true. And thereafter, for the rest of your life, whatever you produce, as soon as you've produced it, you get that sensation in your stomach. And the sensation goes right up to your mind. Your mind reacts to it. And the story is, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. 92% is not good enough. So when you learn to hold that sensation, you find that sensation, you have somebody like me who goes in and listens and finds that sensation. So instead of going sensation, story, repeating the pattern, you learn to hold that sensation. Well, for example, with sex, that sounds really, really challenging for a lot of women who have, like you said, had trauma or have been or have been felt like they're, they're, um, they're objects as far as sexuality goes and they're not in, in charge of their sexual evolution? Yes. Well, because we so often we turn everything outwards. So we look out as women. We look to our partners to find a way to turn us on. We expect a lot from men as well. We expect them to somehow no, and we don't have a vocabulary to talk. We often have not all looked in a mirror at our pussies. We have not put a finger inside us. We don't know our own bodies. We haven't even breathed into our wombs. We haven't breathed into our cervix, our ovaries, our kidneys. We haven't sent the breath into the life force of energy of our bodies. Once we start to do that and we own it for ourselves, when we own who we are for ourselves, we're not choosing somebody because they can do that. And the power that we have, not a patriarchal power, they're feminine owning of yourself, the power and vibrancy of just being you. I love this. And, and I'd like to circle back to what you said at the beginning, which was not needing anyone else. So give us an example in your life, how your sexuality is fulfilled without the need for someone else. There are a lot of women out there who do not necessarily want a partner and they don't want to need. And look, Need is an interesting word anyway. You know, what are my needs? What are my emotional needs? If I'm in partnership, how do I learn from the relationship and heal myself in a relationship? But yet I wanted to circle back to the idea of need. And then again, what women, how you, if you can get an example of yourself, if you're still single or you're partnered, how that's working with you. Um, I am still single. I am, uh, Unless it's really special, I, I, I wouldn't waste my energy. Even so, sexually, you wouldn't just go have a fun sexual encounter? No. No. 
Not not me. I don't. Okay. I mean, anybody can do whatever they like. But yes. I, I also, I also believe deeply in connection. So I don't condemn a fantastic one night stand any more than I do a relationship. In fact, if a relationship is sour and dead, you're better with an amazing a moment of connection because yes. the power yes. of connection in life is more important than the length we have been raised to praise longevity of relationship over growth of relationship and i would flip that on its head and say your personal growth is more important than and and if you can grow in a relationship and you can grow together so the key when you're with somebody is that they allow you to be you they mm-hmm. celebrate who you are and then you each have a chance to grow Right, well, that's what the open nester pair, the, that part is about, that ability to release each other and then know how to connect. Yes. So how does it work in your life now? If you don't have a partner, what gives you your exuberance for your own vitality? Oh, I, I am very good at self-pleasure. <laughs> awesome. I am. Um, yeah, I am really good at connecting into my own body. So... I have what I would consider meditation practices um, that are pleasure meditation practices. And I can promise you, if your mind has ever wandered when you're meditating, it will no longer wander. (laughs) It will be deeply focused on the pleasure within your body. But I would like just to say something else. The word sex is laden. And, you know, we know that sex sells and sex is sort of everywhere and we don't connect to it. So it's as almost as if on top of our world is this thin, narrow, perceived band of what sexuality is. And underneath that is the wealth. Underneath that is what we yearn for. Underneath that is this incredible orgasmic joy of connecting to life. Every single thing, the birds, the trees, the air, the being, the, 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 the feeling oneness. And, you know, for me, the thing that I might have regretted in my life, if I, when I reached my deathbed, we all think, what would we regret? And I would regret not having found that love, that connection inside myself. Ah, so, so, so give us a moment of how someone can start that journey. Well, I can tell you how I started. Would that help? Yes. <laughs> I started with the jade egg. So I am a large jade egg. Well, actually, I'm a small jade egg fan, but I, I am a... <laughs> you <so tiny. laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can get them in large, medium and small. Um, and um, I started with the jade egg because it, it once you learn to use it, you connect with your pussy, you connect down there, 
you can release trauma from your body with the jade egg. It's not like kegels or something like that, which is just, you know, um, for, for playing with the muscles and your movement. Yes, it does do that as well, but it is so much more because it makes you feel powerful. You can feel the energy of the crystal. And I sound really woo-woo. No, I, I don't know much about jade eggs and because I have myself not experimented. So I've read a lot about them. And I do wonder, again, if, first of all, how what's your best use of it? I mean, just, is it a daily practice? Is it with meditation? Is it with your breath? Um, it is a daily practice. So it's a daily practice um, playing with the breath and the egg together combined. Yes. And yes. people can get all kinds of information on that. So if there's a specific source, I know you've had some very interesting training and I have, I, with your with Tantra years ago that you've been now developed a lot of your own that are so beautiful. So give us a little bit of that understanding of where you, your background and your work. Yeah, I, I came into it because I needed support. You know, so I needed a way to support myself. So I came in with the jade egg and I used, uh, Leila Martin was my guru. She was the person, the teacher that I had. And, 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 I've, and I followed her and I did her two year training course as well, which was really, really, um, I'm not sure that if you really followed her, you would understand how deeply intelligent she is and how thorough the training course I did was. So it was a somatic therapy, it was internal family systems, it was NLP. There were a lot of different things linked into it, which is why for me, the sexuality is also clearing inner child, clearing shadow work, clearing the stuck energy in the body to allow it to flow. So I did training with that and I went on and I did EFT training and breathwork training. And, and as I say, I've, I've been practicing every day for seven years. I mean, for at least seven years, I start every morning with a breast massage. Every day. I breast do. massage every morning. It's so interesting. I never, I mean, I do it for myself sometimes, but I never made a practice out of that. Wow. Yes. <laughs> but it's I do it in the shower and mm. um and it just it makes me smile. Yay. <laughs> so I start the day with a breast massage and I just, you know, I do it for five minutes. And I, you know, for me, one of the luxuries of living in this time we have is a hot shower. So I'm in the hot shower and I have my breast massage and I, and it lights me up. And, you know, as I do it, I start smiling. So I connect my pelvic floor to the breast massage and, um, and move it that way. And it's, yeah, it's a really, it's a really good practice and a great way to start the morning. Thank and for you. men, men, men could do testicle massage. Testicle if massage. Hmm? Moira, Moira with the rolling R's. The way you say them, I just want to hear more R's. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so we have a few minutes left, Moira. Will you tell us anything that you feel like you really want 
people at our age to know uh, at this stage of life, or whether it's about kids, whether it's about mothering, whether it's about sex or Tantra on the bigger sense, which as a witch or of somebody who looks at the life of, of, of not defining ourselves in a very limited way. I think that openness is the thing that we connected on. And I'd love to know what you'd like to leave with our audience. The thing is that we don't have to give up and neither do we have to settle. You know, when we reach 50, we are reaching our flowering. Everything that has come before 50 is learning. Once you reach 50, you have reached your flowering. And the old story was that you were old, but you are not old. I mean, I am 59 and I do not look old. I look vibrant in my body, in my face, in my physical flexibility, you know, limberness or whatever you want to call it. I think I might be old when I'm about 85. That would be reasonable to be old. But between 50 and 80, we have all this experience. And the thing is that most of our lives we've given to other people. And we grew up with one word, one self word, and that was selfish. And we were condemned for being selfish. And so we've lived emptying our own cups in order not to be selfish. We have poured our own cups and our own energy out and we have given it all away. But the true secret is that if you give it all away, you have none left to give. So it is time to give it to yourself so that you can change. You know, we can't live in a zero-sum way. We have to live in a one-sum way. So sometimes we think, oh, I can't do that because I would be taking away from somebody else, you know, the equivalent of eat all the food on your plate because somebody is starving. That's a zero-sum game. But we live in a world where all our vibrations change the totality. And we can shift that. It is shifting, but we have a chance as women to change that, to vibrate as our individual truth. This is one person at a time. This is one step on the path to being unique, and it is not too late. Wherever you are, you can move, you can shift a little. You're not going to go, you're not going to do seven years vibrancy in one day, you know, but you can start wherever you are, you can begin. You can turn your face in a different direction. You can fill your own cup. And when it is full, you have plenty, plenty to give. So poetic to listen to you. And I love the fact that you're a pro-age activist with me. Rather than saying, you don't have to be old, you can be young. You've said vital. And you said, we're, you know, we'll become older. And older doesn't have to be a bad word. No, nope. because I love being older than the people that I've or that I've been before. And so we're when we age into that with this beautiful way you're putting it, that it's just it's that shift. It's that little turning our heads and feeling a different wind and letting that 
activate us in a way that changes us and can change everyone around us. Yes. And there is no point. You know, we as women have lived with internal battles. We have lived inside a war with no winners, two losers. We have lived in a war with our looks. We have lived in a war with our bodies. Why aren't my legs longer? Why am I like this? Why am I like that? I mean, we have fought this war with our bodies and it is time to put the sword down and it is time to put the shield down, which is just as important. One is defensive, the other is aggressive. The two create a war. It is time for those to be put down. It is time for us to love the bodies that we have here and now. I mean, my body is only going to get older. <laughs> it might as well. Love it now, exactly. <laughs> I'm 59 and I am so lucky to be 59. I wouldn't be anybody else other than me at this point in my life with everything that I have lived in order to bring me to be the person I am now. Amen. Amen. I wanted to see, just make sure people know how to reach you. So before we just close up, can you give us that information too? And what if you're offering anything that you'd like to speak of? Uh, well, I would like to be able to offer people who are listening a, a three-month jade egg and tantra course with me. So they could, they could stay with me for that period of time. And, um, and I would give them 10% off my rates because if they say that they found me through here yeah okay through the open Nessers podcast and they can write to you or email you how's the best way to reach you or look for you they can write to me they can email me they can find me on facebook at moira casey moira um, m-o-i-r-a casey yes it's not a very american name no moira um, casey <laughs> and how about your website is there i think it's, it's through a link tree but i do you, do you know how to do there is a link tree up there and on my Facebook page, there is a link for them to book a 15-minute tea and chat with me if they want to talk about exactly what they need and where they are and what they would like and whether also I am the person for them. You know, it's very important that they feel, truly feel that I am the person for them. That's got to be that alchemy because the presence of the person who's coaching you is absolutely key. Anybody that comes to me would have to have listened and gone, oh, I, that she's the person for me. They would have to feel that, want to follow me on Facebook, want to feel that I could make a difference because that trust is so important. This is deep work. This is deep work. To go into sexuality with somebody and to go into the that their bodies hold. This is really deep work. Well, thank you for introducing it in your beautiful, beautiful way, Moira. So I'll say goodbye and thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Tessa, for inviting me. Before we summarize this wonderful episode with Moira Cormack, here is a clip for our next episode where we reunited with Palebo 
of the Radio Vagabond. My, my kids, my, my youngest graduated in uh, the summer of 2016 and, and, and moved out, got her own place. And then I sold everything, my house, my car, my furniture, and, uh, in Denmark, and then just right? started lampening. In, in, Denmark, in Denmark, yes. Denmark. Uh, so that was uh, in July uh, 2016 that I, that I left the, Den- uh, the, the country. And you, you, you said, I have the means. Well, I still have to work. And that's, that's one of the questions that I get all the time is, oh, you must be well off. Uh, you must have uh, a lot of money in the bank. But I do not. Uh, I, I, I sp- the funny thing is I spent around half the money that I did when I lived in Denmark and had a mortgage and all the stuff that comes with having a house, insurance, heating, all of that. Uh, I spend around half now and um, I, I I still work, So, but I don't need to work nearly as much. Well, Tessa, that was uh, some episode, tough episode for me to listen to, among among the toughest, I should say. Why is that? I was about I was about to tell you because it's all about feminine power. It's all about how women can get more vibrant. And I'm just wondering. I mean, you know, obviously I don't have a pussy. Do I need one to become revolutionary or radical, magical, life changing vibration? I mean, can a man do that too? Can a man have a life changing experience as well? She talks about that she works with men, so I would love you to reach out to her actually. Well, I'm going to reach out to her and I want to see if I can exchange my email for a felt sense meditation. I want to see what that is all about. (laughs) And I want to really talk to her about what can she offer a man to be revolutionary, radical, and magical, and experience a life-changing vibration in your body. So I really, I'm going to do that, and I'm going to report to our audience about it uh, in, in, a, in a big way. Well, the first tip, as she gave you, is to do a testicle massage every day, just like I'm starting to do breast massages, to just be in touch <laughs> with your body. Okay. That's All the right. first thing that, that actually right. one of the things she suggests. And I, you know, I just, I love that because she brings up things in such a, a, a candid way and, and, and almost mystical, but yet very grounded in little things that we can do to open. So you'll, you'll, we'll definitely all learn a lot. And I hope you all will reach out to her. She's such a role model for her four daughters. And, and I was just reading one of her recent Facebook posts because this woman has also published um, children's, as you can imagine. She's a, she's a writer, and she's done many folk and story tales about witchery and, and sorcery and eros. And if you go to her uh, Facebook page of Moira KC, it'll take you to all of her different, to the Amazon okay. books and to her website. She has so many cool I, things I'm, that she I'm does. very curious about her. And, you know, now that I've listened to the episode and I'm, uh, I'm very intrigued and I'm going to report to the audience about my finding perhaps on the next episode or maybe a couple of them uh, next one. But anyway. I'm going to leave you. I actually want to just read this beautiful post that I just saw on her Facebook page about the idea of purpose versus what the searching is for rather than being in our bodies. And she says, I see so much about purpose everywhere. Do this or do that to find your purpose. It's a fruitless search, looking for X marks the spot and that buried treasure or holy grail. Great men and women have wasted their lives searching for something outside. But when we become us, the purpose is in, in us. And she said, I, have no, I had no idea her, my purpose was sexuality 
and that I could guide others, and it was an amazing doorway to my original essence. And so that's what I hope for all of you, because even as we get older, coming to our original essence can take years or lifetimes. So I just want to guide you to be sir, be in that search, because the curiosity is what opens that yeah, search. Yeah, curiosity. I'm curious, and I'm intrigued, and I'm going to find out. So if you're curious and you're intrigued by this episode, please go to our website, theopennesters.com, double N in the middle, S at the end, theopennesters.com. Leave us a comment. And we got a few comments, uh, Tessa, that we're going to share with our audience, uh, I think, on the next episode or so. Yeah, some so, wonderful testimonials. Yeah, and some wonderful testimonials. We're going to start sharing those. So if you'd like to send it in or if you have a comment about that, would be incredible. We also would love to have you on our closed Facebook page. And I've been doing some Instagram Lives for the first time. So if you want to do that, we have a retreat coming up for women that's going to deal with a lot of this embodiment with the Tantric Mama episode that was a few times ago, and with my work with movement and play and laughter. For all age women, we're going to be live in Connecticut, so we'd love to have you with us. So go to the Instagram, go to my Facebook page, and visit that, The Open Nesters, Yeah, and you'll find us there. Till next time, till the next episode, this is Amir. And this is Tessa. And we will see you on the next episode. Ciao. have been listening to the Open Nesters podcast, a production of Kiwi Publishing and Media. Executive producer, Tessa Crone. Music by Yoni Avi Patat. Audio engineering by Lucid Sound. Web design and blogs, PJ Ewing. This podcast is available on all podcast platforms. To learn more about each episode and guest, please visit us at theopennesters.com. For questions or to be a guest on our podcast, email tessa at theopennesters.com.